0: We're going to be joined in just a second by uh, Matt Stinchcomb, college football analyst, been doing it for a while. Good to see you, Matt, sitting down with us. Um, It's always good to catch up with you, man, because, one, we love getting your, your thoughts and takes on football, but also, the stuff you do off the field with, with the with the Allstate and the Good Works team. So, good to see you, man.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me on. Always good to see you, too. Always under these auspices, right? <laughs> yes. Everybody's exactly. undefeated. National oh, championship yeah. hopes abound.
0: I will say, though, I do like, I like that, you know, when, when we saw the attendee list came out this year for, for ICC Media Days, I was like, all right, we got some star power. We got some juice, like, I think it speaks well to the conference that we got a lot of stars coming to the media media days this year. In
1: the SEC, we don't hide our stars, right? (laughs) We don't care if you're freshmen or sophomores or whatever. If you can play, you come to SEC media days, right? This is a high-pressure conference. If you can't handle Radio Row, then how are you going to handle 94,000 or whatever it is with a conference or division championship on the line? You're not gonna, right? This, these are just microphones. Nobody's gonna hit anybody in the mouth here today. <laughs> you might, I don't think. Maybe.
0: Yeah, it might happen. Yeah. Uh, you bring up a good point though, because I mean, I cover some of the NFL, and it's always interesting to see some of those SEC guys when they get to the NFL. They're so trained, to you know, they're already good to go to talk with the media and that sort of thing because they got those skills early on.
1: Here. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, this is just talk, right? And uh, are, are we really <laughs> that worried about in today's age, honestly? This whole bulletin board material mm-hmm. phenomenon, that's toast. Yeah. Right? You don't have to slip up with a reporter anymore for your opinions or comments to be made known. Yeah. You're a, you're a tweet away, and, and that's good and bad. Um, I think most often probably a bit more bad than good for, from, for these purposes anyway. But if you're frustrated, if you're a player that doesn't like what another player said or somebody popped off on social media – then you can make that known immediately. So insulating guys from microphones and professional media personalities, I don't really know what you're trying to accomplish. If the kid has a smartphone, he can get that (laughs) comment out anyway.
0: I think it was last year before the LSU-Alabama game. I think one of the LSU players said something, and somebody said, oh, Alabama's going to use this as bulletin board
1: material. I'm going... You don't need when it. have
0: they ever needed bulletin? But like now, oh, now Alabama's really going to try, try hard. Like,
1: uh, just, and think about that, right? I mean, if you just think about that alone, the only time that you need bulletin board material is when you're playing teams that would never give you bulletin board right. material. Exactly, right? they just wouldn't dream of it.
0: Like Toledo playing Georgia, and Toledo mouths popping off. off. Yeah, it, like it, okay, now just, we're going to crush you. Yeah,
1: exactly. And just you know, last year. I think uh, Debo Samuel said uh, to DeAndre Baker, they asked him about Baker, and he said, who? <laughs> and, you know, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a, th- did DeAndre Baker play harder that game? Right, I mean, exactly. they'll say, oh, we got a pick six. Well, he really was, it was a deflected pass. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like, uh, oh, you know, DeAndre's going to play extra hard now because Debo said who? Yeah. It's just kind of stupid.
0: <laughs> um we'll get to the the uh, all state uh, good works team in a sec but just real quick a thought on uh, on LSU a lot of hype coming into the season very role reversal from last year where it was oh, coach O's on the hot seat who is when's he going to be fired to now this year higher expectations schedule sets up well for them thoughts on uh, LSU this season
1: yeah you know, i think you know the west is always crowded i think Texas A&M makes it worse uh, you know i think Texas A&M is poised there i think they're you know the engines are running they're on the launch pad Um, And because of that, you know, I view Texas A&M as kind of the next big program. I think that that's going to be the next, uh, the contending, perennial contending type of a program under Jimbo Fisher. That said, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk, uh, a lot of speculation, a lot of hope around this passing game coordinator, Coach Brand, coming out of New Orleans, and why not? I mean, you look, you, you cut your teeth under Sean Payton, you work with Drew Brees, um, and the fact that you are coming or derivative of the uh, Joe Moorhead RPO systems, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Moorhead, the, obviously the former offensive coordinator at Penn State, now head coach at Mississippi State, and widely held to be a, a pioneer of sorts, certainly a, and a, a forward-thinking uh, mind when it comes to the RPO uh, evolution, if you will, in, in, in college football. That's got to be exciting for LSU fans. Um, what does it look like on the field? Your offense is largely intact. Yep. You, know, you get your players back. You've got skill positions that are largely intact. Your front um, looks formidable and probably could be better than it was a season ago. Um, you know, you don't replace a Devin White. Right. But you got players there.
0: Hey, Grant, right? Grant Delpit seems even more versatile in that you can move him anywhere in that secondary. He's, a, uh, you
1: know, he's one of my favorite players, Grant Delpit. You're, you're talking about the best defensive secondary in the country and I think one of, if not the best defensive coordinator in Dave Aranda. I mean, what else are you looking for? Don't get greedy. Joe Burrows, I think, is a guy that last year, a bit of a wild card. To call him a gamer is doing him a disservice, mm-hmm. um, but he's a gamer. Uh, I mean that The shot he took in com- that bowl
0: game and bounced right back up. Coach O said, well, I, was man, ready, I was ready to put the backup in. He goes, no, I'm good.
1: He's, he's, we did the Texas a and game. To me, Joe Burrow, he single-handedly kept LSU in that football sure. game. Third down scrambles and conversions.
0: That was his, it was a Joe Burrow show. His best game. I mean, everybody will remember, okay, they lost. But, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. Joe Burrow put on a clinic that day. It
1: was unbelievable. And, and it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a clean game. There was nothing pristine about his performance. It was just, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes for us to win this game. And he just ran out of juice, right? I mean, the guy can only do so much. The big boys ran out of juice. Did
0: you get hungry during that game? Or you,
1: no. <laughs> as it's going on over you are like, God, how long has this game been going on? What do you think I'm doing during commercial breaks, <laughs> man? I'm sucking down hot dogs.
0: Once it got to the fifth though, overtime, I mean, I'm an LSU alum. Once they got to the fifth overtime, I was like, just end it. I don't care who wins. Just somebody end this game, please. Like, I can't take any more of
1: this. There, 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 is, there is this kind of point where it pivots, where you're either going, look, I'm ready for it to be over, to the point where you're like, ah, screw it. Let's just keep playing. Right. And, you know, of course, we got a new rule now. Because of that game, yeah. the fifth overtime, where you, uh, you will then go to alternating two-point conversion tries. And there's a break, I think, after the third overtime, which, all oh, that's smart. You've got to protect the student-athletes. And at some point in time, you have to think, especially these big bodies, these guys have played a lot of snaps. Yeah. Effectively, not effectively, they did. That overtime period, the seven overtimes, was like another half of football. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of football to play in one setting.
0: There were a couple close calls in that game. I mean, a lot of LSU fans said after the game, oh, we got cheated and all this. There were a couple close games, close calls that went the way of A&M, but I kind of expect that in the SEC. As long as it's going to be that the home team is going to get the benefit of the doubt more often than not, I'm fine with that.
1: I- You know, I I see it differently in that when you play that many snaps, there's going to be close calls. Yeah. You know, you you played effectively. I think there was like 150-something offensive (laughs) snaps for each or something obscene. (laughs) There's going to be some close calls. But then the other part of it, too, is it's like, you know, I'm trying to think of a time where – and they've tried to prove home team bias and Mm -hmm. all this other – look, these are humans, right, the officials. Yeah. If anything – uh, their only motivation would be to get out of there. Let's just end this thing. Yeah. LSU, you want to win it right here? Right. I'll give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, right? But it, So if anything, I would be interested to see if there was some scientific way to evaluate if there was bias in those overtime periods. The bias should be towards the team that was ahead and was either on offense, if the offense, so if the first possessor of the ball, uh, had scored, mm-hmm. then the bias should be against the next team, right? Yeah. The, whoever it is is taking possession them. second. Yeah, and if the first team didn't score and it remains tied, you have to be pulling for the second possessor of the football so you can get the heck out of there. Right. But otherwise, what does ref? What would those officials care? Right. At that point in time, <laughs> or, or really at any point in time, I, I just I have a hard time uh, conceiving of, of of even home field bias. Um, if anything, when do you hear? When do you hear fans emote in a game towards the officials? It's never positive. Right. (laughs) Right? Great call. Good call. Yeah. No, they're they're always – and so if anything, if you go into it, if that bias exists, it should exist. These officials aren't stupid. They know who the home team is and where the game's being played. (laughs) So when, if ever, should there be a contested call where the fans are less than pleased?
0: Right. The only one I had was the Mond. Obviously, you know, the ball hits the ground. He picks it up and, and throws the pick. The intent there is he's not trying to down the ball but it's we go back and review oh his knee touched as he's touching the ball and so therefore it's and and i get letter of the law the rule but in my mind it's like that's not what he's intending to do he's trying to get the ball and throw it away so we, you rewarded him for a mistake is what i is, is what i look at it happens way. all the
1: time i know <laughs> happens all the time man <laughs> things were oh what's that you jumped offside right oh, oh it's an illegal formation. No, <laughs> you know, nobody yeah nobody throws uh, nobody downs the ball in that situation, on purpose,
0: right? Uh, college football analyst uh, Matt Stinchcombe joins us, and um, I know you, you. This is a great um, thing that you do working with Allstate every year uh, and the Good Works team. And I know you guys just announced uh, a lot of the guys who are going to be on this team. Talk a little bit about what you what you do with Allstate every year. Yeah,
1: this is it's the National Good Works Team, the American Football Coaches Association that founded this team, and Allstate partnered with them. Gosh, twenty seven years ago, I want to say now. They've done a great job of increasing the profile of this recognition. And the whole point is there's going to be tons of All-Americans always coming out of this conference. There's going to be probably as many, if not more, and often is more, entrants into the NFL, high draft picks. Guys are going to play on Sundays. There's great football that's played in the SEC. What outstrips even that is the number of great kids that are playing football in the SEC. And by that I mean, yeah, they're good football players. There are the Jake Fromms, the Derrick Browns. Uh, the Trey Smiths at Tennessee, the Landon Youngs, guys that are going to be all-conference at the end of the season, guys that uh, most likely will be, if not All-American, first-day draft picks, maybe top-ten picks if you're talking about a Derek Brown. People are even saying Jake Fromm, and that's not what this is about. It dismisses all of that. It's incidental to the fact that they're, that they're playing college football. What is uh, the central issue here is what are they doing with that platform? Are they taking advantage of the fact that, hey, because you play college football in the Southeastern Conference, when you walk into a sick kid's hospital room, that means something. That kid doesn't care if you're the backup quarterback or the holder. If you're wearing an LSU jersey and you walk into a children's hospital or an assisted living home or you step foot onto a Habitat for Humanity build site or you start a charity or you attend a fundraiser or a golf tournament and the list goes on and on and on then it means something. There's a ripple effect there. Whether there should be or not, there is, especially in this part of the country. So are you using that? And are you using it in a positive way? And these guys are. And they're taking it and using it in ways that each year it only grows in magnitude. It's hard to pick only 11 guys from the FBS. We had 137 nominees. 12 of them come from the Southeastern Conference. And they are all incredibly compelling stories. For sure, there'll be three at least, I, I would guess, and I'm on the selection committee, I'm only one of many votes. I'll be shocked if there aren't at least three players from the SEC that are on the National Good Works team, and I think that just speaks volumes to the quality of this conference.
0: Yeah, and Blake Ferguson, a guy I know comes from a line of family of long snappers that have come through LSU, and um, yeah, Blake's a good a good kid and awesome to see these guys. It, like you talk, I mean, there's so much they balance from being a student athlete, going to class, doing all the coursework and all that, Practice football games, all that, and still finding time to get back.
1: Balance is a, that's the word. That's a great word choice. Where, how are they able to do it? Where you're sitting there, you'll wake up in the morning. What do you got? Well, I blew my shoulder out. Uh, I got to lift weights. I got two exams, and it's a Tuesday practice. So they're gonna just. I'm gonna go jump face first into a wood chipper this afternoon. <laughs> and also, I'm gonna figure out a way to get over to some elementary school somewhere. I'm gonna read books to kids. Yeah, it's um. And they're doing way more than that, but they uh, these guys get it. They're ringing every ounce of this opportunity that they can possibly uh, do.
0: That's awesome, Matt come One more for you. What's uh, how's your brother doing? What's John up to?
1: John's doing well. He um, he's still doing preseason games for the Saints. Um, he's uh, dabbling in real estate. He's got a nonprofit that puts uh, uh, character development coaches in public schools. I think they're in. 18 schools now three different states um so he's doing a lot of good he's doing great i appreciate you asking
0: Kid doing some outdoor stuff still or
1: uh yeah you know uh let's see he went to the blasting cast um a couple weeks ago in um down there in louisiana haven't been able to go with him yet bc was a good time and um uh, yeah, he's he's still puttering around out there.
0: <laughs> and you still find enough time to get out there on, on fishing sometimes or what? Yeah, yeah,
1: going fishing um, next week, leave Sunday. We'll go, uh, go fly fishing for a little while.
0: Wow, that's way harder. I can't fly
1: fish. <laughs> Not where we're going. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> John stitchcomb again, uh, working with the uh, Allstate AFCA Good Works team. Uh, always good to catch up with you, man. Thanks so much for the Awesome.
1: Time. Thanks for having
0: me. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back here from SEC Media